Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, it's Darius Davis, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined, of course, as you can see, or as you can hear if you're listening on the podcast feed, which <laughs> really, really most of you do, um, by Cody Carpentier. You can find him, of course, Carpentier NFL. Um, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Carpentier NFL or wait, Cody Carpentier, right? Changed to, it's Cody Carpentier now. Yeah, changed it. Luke McCaffrey, uh, okay, so wide receiver from Rice, uh, obviously the brother to uh, Christian McCaffrey, the son of Ed McCaffrey, uh, played at Rice for the last two seasons, um, started out his career at Nebraska, was a four-star quarterback prospect, dual-threat quarterback prospect going to Nebraska uh, after a couple of seasons, really not doing much at all at Nebraska uh, and, and competing with Adrian Martinez at the time. Uh, he ended up leaving, uh, looking for another school. He ended up actually going to Louisville for about a week or two um, before realizing that he wasn't going to be that competitive with Malik Cunningham at quarterback. So he goes to Rice, where again he tries to become the starting quarterback for Rice. There was a conversation he had um, with one of the coaches, and, and basically he came to them and said, I want to change to receiver. And this is a thing that uh, was conversed, I guess, in the McCaffrey household about switching positions and but they said they were always going to leave it up to Luke and make let Luke make that decision on his own. He made that decision just about two years ago, and it, it was for the better. So he's only really been playing the wide receiver position full-time uh, for just about the past couple of seasons. And just in the, in the past couple of, couple of seasons alone, he's got over 1,700 receiving yards, 129 receptions, 19 touchdowns at Rice. He comes in about six foot, 295 pounds unofficially. He'll be about 23 right when the draft happens. I have him projected for about a 4.59 40-yard dash, so not overly, overly fast, but also uh, not completely slow and out of the conversation at all. His market share uh, over the over the 2023 season, he had 45% of the team's touchdowns, 30% of the team's receiving yards, and 26% of the team's receptions. I think he utilizes his, his footwork at the line of scrimmage to create separation. I think that's one of his better skills. Uh, he shows laid hands downfield. Uh, one of the one of the compliments he got from a JT Daniels, who was the quarterback for him at Rice, was um, from being a – of course, he was a quarterback in high school and then, again, a quarterback for, you know, Better part of three seasons in college. JT Daniels is going to go on to be a. He's going to go on to be a. He's a bad quarterback, but he'll be a good coach. He's he, yeah. he has a good mind for the game. 
Yeah, so he so JT Daniels basically complimented um, Luke McCaffrey's ability uh, because he's a very new, very new wide receiver. He's not going to be a higher ranked guy this year. He's he's a, he's more of a prospect, a project than anything. I think uh, when I get down when it get down when it gets down to the nitty gritty uh, in his write up, what I wrote was the best case scenario for a guy um, like McCaffrey. What was Daniels' compliment for him again? I'm going to get there, but the, okay. the best case scenario for him is to get into an offense kind of similar to what Adam Thielen did uh, when he came to the Minnesota Vikings. And he just was playing special teams for a couple of years and kind of blossomed into a receiver uh, at the higher end and got the opportunities. But the thing that Daniel said was that has advanced him so far so quickly at the receiver position, again, 1,700 yards in two seasons, was that he he knows where the ball is going to be without the ball being there. And he knows where the quarterback – he knows the quarterback can't see where he's throwing. So he knows all the nuances that the quarterback's looking for that has helped him and Daniel's connection quickly connect uh, over the last two years. And that's really what I guess uh, Daniel's alluded to his success. Again, two seasons. He didn't, he had two receptions in his career at Nebraska, but he was the full-time quarterback there uh, up until 2022. And again, over the last two years, 129 receptions. Uh, as a quarterback in high school, McCaffrey had a 4-6, 4-40-yard dash. He played for his dad, Ed, as a senior. Ed was not the head coach for the majority of the time. The head coach uh, sat down. And then Ed, of course, the receiver for the Denver Broncos, one of uh, John Elway's favorite targets and often complimented as one of the better uh, run blocking receivers in all of football at the time um, was his head coach his senior season in in high school he's not an elite athlete like his brother Christian uh, but he's built with pure grit like that's what he is he's just a gritty receiver you'll never see his feet stop moving after the catch um, he does exhibit a lot of surface area uh, when he's when he's running after the catch with the football in his hand um, again lacks speed downfield uh, ability to separate from defenders and man at the top of the routes. I think that those are key things that he just needs to grow and 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 learn and and earn in the NFL. Uh, I like his contested catch ability. I think he's got a decently established route tree with patience and nuance. Without uh, throughout, uh, and my comp for him was Khalil Shakir, uh, who's a guy that I thought ran again. My comps always come from a play style comparable type of a situation. So uh, again, like I mentioned before, uh, the situation I think best fits him is going to a place where he can sit for a couple of years, do special teams, be the fifth or sixth guy in the option, and just just hang on to the roster, hang on to the roster, and then we'll see what happens after that. But he also did have a couple of other brothers uh, that didn't quite pan out in the NFL as well. Um, but Luke McCaffrey, I think he's a fine receiver, um, but it's going to take a little bit of time before we see anything from him at the next level. Man, it, it, what's so funny, Cody, is you know that these scouts, and you, we talked to these scouts and stuff at the Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl. By the way, I guess we should have probably started with that, but the show started goofy, so I had to just throw it, <laughs> throw it to you. I had the um, – I had the YouTube link pulled up because you and I were talking about the title and stuff. So when we started, it was go- it was going on loop in the background. Um, but C- Cody will be at the uh, Cody and Trashman at the Shrine Bowl, right? Cody Trashman Byron yeah. Shrine Bowl, and then I will meet up with Cody in Atlanta. We'll Cody will fly to Atlanta, and then we'll go to the Senior Bowl. And then we've also made our combine plans. So your boys are doing everything we can to get you all the information that we can. Just as always, we'll get the pro day tour up and going. And before you know it, we'll be getting ready for rookie mini camps and OTAs. And then the, of course the Epic training camp tour. So thanks to everybody who subscribes and follows along here, man, every listener, every subscriber, all you guys really matter a lot. So uh, it really would help us out. If you could like the show, subscribe to the channel and, um, if you're listening on the podcast, man, if you could just rate their podcast, give us a good uh, good review. We're going to be bringing this content bigger and better than ever this year. Um, 
the, the the funniest thing, Cody, to me is that whenever I like whenever I was watching because you know my main exposure to McCaffrey this year was watching him in the in the Rice game versus Texas and getting ready for that. And of course, that was the first game of the season, and so that's one where you know you're watching that team close. You're getting you're starting to geek out about football again, and you want to watch the other players, even if it's just Rice, right? And you know, you you saw McCaffrey. I don't think he was. I don't even. I don't re- even remember what he did in that game. I don't remember being a huge factor. I'm not sure if you know it off, off the top just, of your head. Just just the one the one catch that I remembered offhand was the one he came across the middle and it, the game was out of hand at that point. But he caught a touchdown at the goal line and took a hit from uh, uh, Taff and Taff no, right. lit him up at the goal line. That was the only play that really stuck out to me and, and off of mind in that Texas game, but. He was. I mean, he's clearly the best receiver in this football team, and and no, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the best players. I mean, yeah. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's not great by any means, but he's just a. He's just a gritty, hardworking. He's big enough, six foot two, two hundred pounds. He's not super athletic. He's just one of those. What's dudes. crazy is, man. It's like I just. I, I remember thinking to myself watching that game. I was. I was like, man, he looks like a. He, you know, you look at him and you think to yourself, this is just a little shifty kind of Braxton Berrios type of. You know what I mean? Type of. Um, yep. I hate to say it, but you know your 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 lunch pail, uh, you know your uh, coach on the field, gritty gym rat, <laughs> whatever the yep. word you want to use for him. But um, you know, it, it, I, w- I was thinking to myself, dude, if he was standing next to, Mc- to next next to Christian McCaffrey, he'd probably mm-hmm. like he 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 probably look bigger than him. You know, I mean, I mean, certainly, you know what I mean. Um, certainly, as far as the what is he is is Luke McCaffrey listed as six foot two. Six, yeah, he's three inches taller than Christian to technically. Yeah. So, and then, you know, probably only about five pounds less than McCaffrey was when, because McCaffrey was 201 whenever he came in the league. So, it, I mean, Luke could turn out to be a, a bigger dude, but like you said, not quite as athletic. Um, even despite the fact that he, he would seem to have that size to play outside at six foot two, uh, looks like, you know, what three quarters of his snap, snaps last season came from out of the slot. So, um, they liked his ability to use his, use his shiftiness. Uh, Cody talked about the change of direction, the the real time understanding of the route tree through the quarterback's eyes. Just a smart, you know, smart, good player. Not quite as athletic as Christian McCaffrey, but I honestly think that growing up with an NFL wide receiver dad, you're just um, you're just immersed in this stuff. Uh, you know, not everything not everything's going to translate, right? Not every athlete's kids are going to be you know just just like they were. But I think that we've seen from the McCaffreys, whatever stock that, um, whatever stock that comes from the mom's side of the family is probably pretty good too to deliver to like Christian McCaffrey and you know yeah. whenever you just put take all those recipes and put it together, man, the nature and the nurture of it all, especially on the on, on the nurture side with the wide receivers with the dad like Easy Ed, I mean, I, I I think he's a dude who could you could easily pop up and see being a you know beneficial for you in fantasy at at, at some point. And what do you think, Cody? Just early. I mean, I haven't, you know, I haven't done any rookie drafts yet. I think you'd be kind of crazy to do one right now. But um, I don't even trust the current ADPs that people do because all, all it is is mock draft ADP. But I would yeah. say that, you know, just depending on, you know, dep- if he's a guy that has a good senior bowl and stuff like that, he probably – or wait, Shrine, is, is, he's Shrine, right? Senior. He's senior. All these guys are oh, senior. Oh, he's today. senior bowl. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if oh yeah because this is a senior bowl preview, um, if he <laughs> if he does 
<laughs> if he does well at the senior bowl and shows out and dude, he's the kind of guy who does, we always talk about these two way go change, change the direction guys. Right. Um, if yeah. he shows out there, we'd be looking at a dude that, you know, in traditional non super flex rookie leagues, if you could see end up going in the, in the mid third round of stuff like that with room to move up. If he tests well, at the combine certainly better than we would have expected. So I, th- I, I think McCaffrey's interested. All these guys uh, this week, except for the guy that I did, I think are I think are interesting. Um, do, you, do you have anything else on McCaffrey, or do you want me to talk about uh, Marcus Rosemey Jackson? No, I kind of feel the same way uh, when you're looking at those rookie drafts. I think it's going to end up being really just what the senior bowl looks like, and really just kind of where he lands and what the archetype of the situation looks like. But I think that that mid third round is probably about as high as you're going to have to worry about getting him. I think. Um, depending on the situation. But I do think it's a guy long-term that I'd like to at least keep my eyes on as the season year because, again, he's got the the family heritage he's coming from. He's got the grit. He's got all the stuff you want to build into a guy two, three years down the line. So It's, it, it's like Mike Tomlin says, man, you, you just kind of want to take Watts, you know? Like, yep. I just kind of want to take yep. – I, I just kind of want to take McCaffrey's, you know what I mean? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill um okay uh let's see uh so marcus rosamy jack saying he's from georgia and uh you know if you didn't if, if you weren't super from familiar with him um you know it's, it's probably because he's for like like for me, whenever I whenever I watched him, I thought to myself, this is a you know, this is a good player. Um, but certainly a dude who whenever you watch, you know, even when you're trying to watch this dude and um kind of put him in a microscope, your eyes just still all your eyes just go to the dude who move better. They go to Brock Bowers, right? They go to Lad McConkey. Just these guys just move a whole lot better than Marcus Rosemey Jack saying he's six foot two, one ninety-five. Um, he's one of these guys that we can't get an age on. So one of the things that we need to remember, Cody, and this is probably in something we need to talk about on the podcast, but it, I'll forget it. And so you and I are talking here. So, but at the senior bowl, whenever we're getting the interviews and doing this stuff, we need to make a list of guys who we don't have birth- birthdays on. So, yep. so we can get, so we can get those, those, those birthdays. Um, and so, uh, Jack, Jack Sand will be one of those guys. Um, as far as, you know, puny, puny, puny production profile within the context of his offense this last season. What was it? 10% of receptions, 13% of receiving yards, 14% of receiving touchdowns for a 12% uh, total, um, total production uh, percentage. As a high school prospect, he was class of 2020. He was, depending on where you looked, as far as the services, he, he, he was a high four-star everywhere. He wasn't a five-star anywhere, but across all of them, he was a high four-star. I think on Rivals, he was the highest four-star you can get before getting to five-star, uh, number, seven, uh, number 72 player overall in the nation. So um, they only give out 32 five-stars on Rivals. So, you know, he was just right there on the right there on the cusp, rivals 100. And if you look at the 247 um, averages, he, he was, you know, that was right in line with what everybody had him on. He was out of St. Thomas Aquinas. So a lot of eyeballs on that school. 
and and kind of doing the studying up on him. Like I I wanted to love him. He he's got a he's got a pretty awesome story. Well, he did have some off fields. These Georgia guys have all. I mean, um, there was some off field stuff with some of the car racing. I don't think it had to do yeah. with the same. Didn't have to do with the same thing with uh you know the the bad incident, but. Couple yeah. of those guys had car racing stuff since then, allegedly. So um, he's apologized for that, and it feels like it's water un- under the bridge there with him and, and that program and fan, and fan base. But um, at, outside of that, really good story growing up. Well, I, I maybe kind of sad. He's like, I guess he lost his mom when he was real young, and kind of his dad wandered out of his life. And it was like these his football coach and his wife that took him in and stuff. Like he he grew up with football being his kind of like that was his life and his ticket, his dad's the coach and all the rest. And so he he's another dude who grew up really, really immersed in it. Um he, and when you look at him, he's a really good looking, lanky, um just really good frame, just a, a good looking ex wide receiver prospect. He like, he, he looks good. You can tell why he was a high four star whenever he showed up at these camps, why people are like, Oh, Whoa, this, like this dude's going to, going to be something, you know? Um, he, he, uh, if you watch 2022, he was horrible in contested catch situations though. Just horrible. Um, I didn't look up what the win rate was for on PFF for, but I know it, it had to be really bad. Uh, that improved to 64% as far as his contested catch win, win rate in 2023 per PFF. Also no drops last year. Um, he's a dude who, if you watch just, you know, you watch back the targets from, um, from various games, you can see that at times he's, he has the ability to make acrobatic catches He's one of these. Do you do, do you remember Brian Quick, Cody? But yep. Brian Quick's the one I'll always think of. You know, kind of like the OBJ. Like he's 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 one of these guys who can contort. You know, make weird weird catches at times. He's just got he's got that natural sort of. He he has a he has a freaky ability to him, right? You, you don't get that highly recruited. You, you don't go to Georgia. You don't get on the football field there. You don't be a dude who they talk about. It's like, well, how are we how are we going to place Rosemary Jackson next year? There are those articles up right now, right? To me, it's. Uh, to me, though, it doesn't seem like he's a, you know, I feel like what you need to replace with him is a dude that hasn't really lived up to his entire potential just yet. Um, a player who doesn't necessarily run great routes, a player who has been very iffy, but at least he improved this last year in his contested catch spots. Um, a guy who is not much, you know, as far as the, the the other thing that that you really like, he like I did notice that he's a he is a really good weapon versus two high looks with the deep dig and the dagger routes like that. I, I feel like that's his best route. That's his that that that's his superpower. He's he's really good at knowing when those safeties are going to break, cut in, get in front of him, get his body in front. That's the way that he kind of has the my ball mentalities in those kind of spots. So versus those two high lo- looks, those deep daggers, he's good with those. That's why my c- comparison for him was Des Fitzpatrick, who I noticed that that was sort of one of his superpowers during his time at Louisville. Of course, we ha- we have not seen that yet. I don't even know where Des Fitzpatrick – does he still play for the Titans? I think he's in like – yeah, I think he's deep in the Titans. Yeah, okay. So – uh, but um, the, 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 the Steelers. negatives aren't – Steelers Steelers okay yep. so he, he's he's bouncing around um he never broke out in his college career he's had he's just had very meager production um he does not have game-breaking speed he doesn't have um a great top gear he doesn't really have um 
he doesn't really have great acceleration. That that's the other thing I noticed. I'm like, man, a lot of times, a lot of times these defenders gave uh, Rosamie Jackson a whole lot of cushion. He he had, you know, sometimes Cody, we 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 see these guys and they use that 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 cushion to change gears, to stack opposing corners, stuff like that. He doesn't do any of this stuff. He's it's almost like he doesn't give himself a chance, and uh, it's it's rough because he doesn't have that gear to just to exp- explode by them, right? Um, and finally, I just say he's not much of an asset after catch. You know, if if if, if he's in traffic, he's just not much of a tackle breaker. Um, you know, to me, it's like I just looked at him and I thought maybe Des Fitzpatrick, maybe who was it? Antoine Green. He kind of reminds me a little bit of that from last year. Outside guy, not much after catch, dependable in certain spots. I like him on the deep digs, the stuff like this. But um, probably not somebody that I'm going to be too interested in. I, I don't, I don't think in in traditional rookie drafts coming up, yeah. but. As always, man, I want to always say that go to the Senior Bowl. This guy blows you away, and there's stuff that we missed. You know, there's just going to be stuff that we missed. And my record is saying he does look like a freaky athlete that's had flashes of really, really cool stuff. I just don't know how uh, consistent it's been. I will note that there are some people that said he did have a season-ending ankle injury in 2021. There were people saying that, you know, he was he was on a coming out of that camp. He was on a real uh, on, on on the real upswing. And so we know how that can go. It's like you get off to a slow 2022, have a mediocre 2023. It's like you can think back to that 2021 season-ending injury and say, man, that's where it kind of got off the rails. A lot of those guys get that hard reset of the NFL process, and uh, it really does help them to kind of flip a switch. So I'll be hoping to see that out of Rosamie Jack Saint, but I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about him. That was one thing that I definitely came away with was I, I just wrote he had gnarly, gnarly lower leg injury uh, during his freshman season. It kind of reminded me of the Michael Wilson stuff from last year where Wilson had a couple of injuries that kind of derailed the early part of his career. Uh, he came back in the season opener in 2021, was banged up again, week two, never recovered, never crested 100 yards in his career. Uh, but again, he's playing with Adnai, he's playing with Pickens, he's playing with Brock Bowers, McConkey over the last three seasons. But uh, this year he had three games over 90 yards Reminded me that we haven't even talked about this together, but reminded me of the same guy, Des Fitzpatrick from Louisville. Uh, that he had a well, I was quickly. I was wondering. I don't. I I didn't remember writing that in the comp thing. Yeah. Did Did you write that in there? I, yeah, I wrote that one in there. Can you believe we both came up with with, with Des Fitzpatrick? That's what I'm saying. That, that's we didn't even talk about it, and we just we're on the same guy, which tells you kind of how we feel about this guy. But and and Fitzpatrick has flashes as well as as, as Jack Saint did. And I think the physical prototypical big body with the red zone upside, but I think he lacks separation ability. Like you said, not a tackle breaker, lacks nimbleness. Uh I think he's a dependable pass catcher, but with no drops this season. But just two out of 105 targets in his career uh were what did I have here? Just two drops out of 105 targets in his career and was a top contested receiver in the SEC per PFF. Um I kind of came up with like a sixth round grade on him. Can we um, look and see where, where he was in PFF in 2022 with his here? I'll I'll just look it up right now. I just I know he improved 35%, 35% to 64%. That was, massive improvement. I I, I told yeah. you it was. I cannot, Cody. 
I can't believe people aren't going to believe that we both picked Des Fitzpatrick. That's super <laughs> random. That's super <laughs> really random. weird, dude. <laughs> okay. um, but I, I feel fi- I feel fine. But the thing is, is like he's wearing that number one out there for Georgia, and your instant thought is like Pickens just wore that, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to you're trying to view him in a different term of Pickens, and you can see some of the same things. And I guess my takeaway when you're saying you read some articles about them saying you know, we're trying to replace him, you know, he's going to be this thing. It's like. I can definitely see that where, you know, his career started off and then all of a sudden the injury happens. And then now you can see, you know, 43, 45 targets. This offense really so isn't. Wait, so what I said earlier was the injury was in 2021, but you're saying that that was, that was 2020. I think I might've wrote that down wrong. So it was 2020 injury, but then he gets banged up again in 2021 was the bad injury. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, what my, my thing is that this offense isn't built to give these guys 90, 100, 110 targets, right. To make them look like this massive thing. It's like, if you did extrapolate him, give him 90 targets, we're talking about a guy that's near a thousand yards. So um, it's just, a, it's just the, the nature of the offense. You're not going to get the big numbers. I, I think he's an interesting. Um, I think that the Des Fitzpatrick thing is probably about where he should be. Uh, George Pickens, it, it's a clear, the thing, what I'm trying to get at with the George Pickens thing is, both these guys were number one in Georgia, and they're trying to fill in that role. He's, and that's he's obviously nothing, a role smart thing like George Pickens. Correct, 100%. And what I'm saying is, like, that's the role that they're trying to fill. That's what they're, that's why I think in that article you read where they're like, we're trying to fill in, we're trying to find somewhere to, to play this Jack St. role. It's like more so they're trying to find someone to play the Pickens role and yeah. then the Jack St. role. And that's just the spot where this yeah. guy just happens to be at. It's not about him being like this. Pickens type of a player. Huge shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more about just having shoes to fill and him being competent at the job at Georgia and being a good receiver. But like you said, I think that's what the the senior bowl can do for us is take him out of that situation, put him in this new situation. His quarterback was good at Georgia, but put him in this new situation with a bunch of new new quarterbacks, a bunch of other competitive receivers, Um, not a lot of guys that are really his size other than maybe Brendan Rice and uh, Xavier Leggett uh, at the senior bowl. But It'll be interesting to see how this guy competes against these other guys. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I just you know we'll 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 see. And this thing always gets rejumbled after we get out of Mobile. So who knows? He could be the biggest riser for us at the whole place. Like that's the funnest part, man, about the Senior Bowl. It's like you know, like Byron always used to say, man, it's you get there, it's like Christmas for us. I mean, you just get to open all these presents and just you, you, yep. you, you never know what you're going to get. All right, so what do you got on um, Roman? What do, you, what do you got on my guy, Roman Wilson? <laughs> Roman Wilson, baby. Roman Wilson, this one excited me. I, I, I watched this film for like a couple hours on Monday night and I watched it for a couple more hours yesterday morning. I just couldn't stop because I enjoyed it so much. Roman's six foot tall, about 192 pounds unofficially, 22 and a half years old. Um, I think he's going to run about a four four three. That's kind of what I'm projecting right now. He broke out this senior season at Michigan. Again, kind of a similar offense to how Georgia operates. He's not going to give you these big, big, hairy outputs as far as the receiving numbers go. Uh, he went to high school in Honolulu, Hawaii, went to St. Louis. He actually played in the Polynesian Bowl uh, coming out of high school, played with uh, Roma Dunze uh, during that. Um, what, the interesting, One interesting thing about him is that during his freshman season, he was actually going to school um, – on the big island in Oahu and he lived in Maui. So he flew to school his freshman season while he was in high school, uh, had opportunity to go to UCLA, Cal, Oregon. Uh, but he said when he stepped foot on, on Ann Arbor on, on Michigan's campus, it, he felt at home and that's where he eventually would win all big 10 second team honors tally up nearly a 1900 all purpose yards at Michigan. He's a different receiver in the sense that he's not a prototypical alpha. He's not a little tiny slot target magnet. 
He's not a big, big-bodied red zone target. He doesn't even fit the archetype. He's not even 200 pounds at six foot. He's about 189, 192 pounds, what they kind of marked him at. But um, he ran a career best 10.6800 meter dash. Won the state championship in Hawaii. It's a different body type. It's a different guy. He played 44 games at Michigan, uh, only five games uh, with five or more receptions, scored multiple touchdowns and uh, 100 yards a couple times. But it wasn't this this big boom output you were looking for. Uh, his best comparable is tough for me, and a lot of people are going to hate this, and I hate giving guys good comps, big these big-name hairy comps. But coming out, you remember Amon Ross St. Brown was not a first or a second or a third-round draft pick. Amon Ross St. Brown was sitting there in the fourth round. So Amon Ross St. Brown light is kind of what I tabbed him as because it's it was a tough one for me. I think he has um, the gait kind of similar to a Jackson Smith and Jigba, the playing style of an Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he has an innate ability to create in mul- create multiple yards of separation on shallow outs, whip routes. Uh, I think he has strong, focused hands. Uh, he's got a great third gear that can ca- that kind of eliminate defenders' angles. 38 of 48 receptions were for first downs last year. Um, I think he showed growth in alignment and flexibility, dropping from 90% in the slot to 68% in the slot in 2023. I do think he kind of lacks a little bit of suddenness. Uh, can get more polished as a route runner. Uh, again, he only finished with five games uh, of five or more receptions and 44 during his time there. His frame kind of lacks some upper body density that you'd like to see, and I think that's kind of where I come away with the he's not quite the archetype. The archetype I'm, I'm thinking of is more in line with the Jacksons, the the Jamar Chases, the, the Odell Beckhams, those 200-pound guys that have a little more thickness throughout their entire build. Um, I, won't, I don't want to say he's a liability in the running game, but when he gets in front of defenders, he'll fight. He's not great, um, but he can do it. Um, He's a very um, interesting prospect as far as fantasy goes. I think he's going to be discussed in that in that in that late second round, early third round, depending on where that draft capital falls. Kind of a guy that I, I kind of can see him tailing as far as the rookie output is similar to Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett was a third round pick at 23 years old, ran a four four. He entered the NFL running 65 percent of his snaps in the slot. Lockett finished third on his team in receptions and receiving yards behind Doug Baldwin. I think that I fully expect Roman Wilson to make the leap to the NFL. Um, he, he had a great game in 2021 against Joey Porter Jr., kept, caught two touchdowns on three receptions against him while at Penn State. Roman Wilson's a guy that shot directly up this board for me when I was when I was ranking these receivers. Um, and, I, and I think 18% of receptions this year, 50% of the team's touchdowns, 25% of the team's receiving yards. I'd like to, I'd like to know what you think about Roman Wilson because I, I, I feel like I'm – I don't feel like I'm over my skis on the Samana Ross St. Brown light thing. Um, but again, there's just really not a ton of output to kind of measure him with in terms of, you know, these Monra was a junior. So was Jackson Smith and Jigba. This guy's a senior. This guy's a, you know, he, he's not the same. He doesn't have the same breakout, things like things of that nature. I'd like to know what you think about him. You know, mine when I first, and I know he's kind of been like, he's, he's been sort of in the, in focus lately with the, kind of this surge with the Packers over the course of the last few games. But like, I, I thought of Bo Melton and maybe it's like, maybe it's just cause Bo Melton was a dude who I really liked. And I'm looking back right now and um, it, it makes sense because Bo Melton, when he came out now, he, he came out as a red shirt, as a red shirt senior, but he was, I mean, you think that Roman Wilson is going to run fast and you were saying what he was, he was 10, six, eight. Yeah. I, I have him down for a full four, three projected. Okay. So, He's not as fast as as Mel. I th- Melton ran the four, was, four, was the four threes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, but whenever I looked at my place, I'm looking back at my play style comps from the 2022 draft and my first play style comp for Bo Milton was Amon Ross St. Brown. So it's like, I mean, I'm kind of like, I, I see those dudes as being, you know, I, I see those dudes as far as their college profiles being pretty similar, um, to, to, to me that the way, the way he moves after catch, um, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you noticed just his first, um, his his first step up field after he catches the you know after he catches the football the the way he frames the um what Amon Ross St Brown does what Bo Melton does what Roman Wilson does is they frame the football in in a way to and it, I hope you can understand this if I'm on the podcast but they frame the football in a, in a way to where they they catch the football in spots to where they they see it in and they address it in a way to where the football takes them up field. and it's just like it's an it's a natural thing that comes as naturally as can be to these guys who are these awesome volume kind of possession receiver pluses um it's it's uh it's a it's a trait that speaks not only to their framing and their hands ability and stuff but also to their just general open field vision their their creativity and their ability to uh, create after catch so um those were uh, I, i said another guy who kind of does that who's not hasn't been very good is is but who we really saw that one trait from out of him as a prospect was out of KJ Osborne. Um, these are these are kind of you know it's a wide but it's a wide range of guys, right? You're talking about KJ Osborne to Bo Melton to Amon Ross St. Brown Light to you said even said JSN Light. These are all players that had you know their play style comps. It's it's pretty much the same, and all these dudes are what five eleven. 190 or 185 to 195 so i think you're looking at that kind of player and he's he's exciting to me he could end up being one of the dudes who's kind of more on the more on the top of that list um so uh let me just ask you a couple things so as far as um let's talk about first let's talk about mccaffrey and i'm going to ask you how you feel about him compared to some of the guys some other guys from in the past okay Let's get it. All right. Uh, McCaffrey uh, versus KJ Hill from Ohio State. McCaffrey. Okay. Um, McCaffrey or James Prochet from SMU? Prochet. Okay. McCaffrey or – hmm. Let me see if I could throw throw one at you here. Oh, that. Ah, how, about, how about this one? McCaffrey or Ben Skoranek? Skoranek mm. is 10 pounds heavier. Yeah. Uh, I think McCaffrey. I, I know I don't have him highly ranked, but Skoranek is a, is a one type for me. I think McCaffrey has – he's got a lot to grow. And he might not end up – as high in my rankings as I like him to be, but I think that if you could put like a developmental star on a guy, and I, I think I would rather have McCaffrey. McCaffrey or Kevin Austin Jr. from Notre Dame. Oh. Well, he had like eight touchdowns that year, I remember. Uh honestly probably Kevin Austin at the time. One more. Let me see. McCaffrey's what six one six two, right? Six two, yeah, two hundred. <laughs> as a prospect, as a prospect, McCaffrey or Puka Nakua? 
Oh, this is tough because I didn't love Puka <laughs> after the Senior Bowl, but before yeah. the Senior Bowl, the tape, just tape alone, I would have had alone. Puka ahead right. of him. Yeah. Tape alone, I would have had Puka ahead of him, and then I just yeah. didn't love the Senior Bowl and the testing. So uh, film, I would have taken Puka. Overall, I think what I ended up with, I probably would end up with McCaffrey higher. Okay. Um, Horrible uh, to even think about. Rosamy, so Rosamy Jack Saint or Tyler Johnson from Minnesota? Tyler Tyler Johnson, yeah. Uh Rosamy Jack Saint. We got got on that one so bad. I didn't I, I didn't get got by a dang thing. I'm 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 looking at that right. I'm looking at my 2020 rankings right now. I, we had we had Tyler Johnson ranked number 25 o- overall behind nice. Donovan Peoples Jones, James Prose, Colin Johnson, Van Jefferson, Devin Duvernay, KJ Hamler, Chase Clay. I mean, all all these guys. And none of these guys were even, even turned out that good. Oh, but yeah. like there's there's still better than Tyler Johnson. Um let's see. Um uh Rosemi Jack Saint or what is he, 195? Yep. 6'2", 195. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say Fitzpatrick, but all right, what about him or Des Fitzpatrick? Uh Fitzpatrick. Rosemi Jack Saint. Or, well, I know what you're going to choose there. Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, Tolbert. Um, Rosemi Jackson or Eric Ezukama? Jack Saint. I got to go Jack Saint there. There was not a lot with Ezukama I didn't like that I did like. How how tall is Roman Wilson again? Six foot, one ninety two. Do you know Do you know another guy who's in that kind of boat? An, an, another one of those framer, get up field, fast guys is Charlie Jones. That's kind of another one, huh? Um, okay, so in, in, anyway, um, uh, how about Rose and one more for Rosemary Jackson? Rosemary Jackson or Jason Brownlee? It's gonna be really close. I think I would have went Brownlee. I think I had Brownlee higher last year. Roman Roman Wilson or Charlie Jones? Roman Wilson by like a landslide. Roman Wilson or uh, uh yeah, I, none of these guys are gonna be intriguing to people from 2020. Uh uh Roman Wilson or Kadarius Tony. Roman Wilson. Roman Wilson or Tylen Wallace. Roman Wilson. I think I had I think I had Tylen like receiver. I want to say what did you have in that class? I think I had him like nine or ten or something like that. Um, Tylen Wallace, twelve. Okay. Can I ask um, you one for Roman Wilson? Yeah. Dontavian Wicks. Gosh, why can't take? I mean, gosh, I've seen what Wicks has been able to do. Man, we always talk about twenty twenty one Dontavian Wicks, Virginia versus twenty twenty two Dontavian Wicks, Virginia. So I'll say, 
I'll take Dontavian Wicks 2021, but uh, man, if if we're talking Dontavian Wicks 2022, give me Roman Wilson every time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.